1: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly.
0: Call 1-800-858-858. Time to talk football and joining us out of the capital is Miramar Rangers head coach Scott Hales. How are you doing, Scott? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Good. Uh, Big news, of course, coming out yesterday, that the number one team in the world, uh, the defending World Cup champions back-to-back, the US women's team, are going to be here in January for two games against the Ferns. And I hear a a week-long camp at Auckland before those two games as well. That's a a real boost for uh, not just the Ferns, but also uh, the local footballing community.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic for the for the entire nation. Obviously, leading into the into the World Cup as well. To have um, to have the caliber of um, you know the United States coming over to to New Zealand is um, is amazing. You know, it's a it's a fantastic opportunity for for the for the footballing um, community to you know to really get behind what's going to be a you know a really a, a fantastic uh, World Cup um, that's just
0: on the horizon. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be magic having them here for the World Cup as well. I mean, have you noticed on the ground at Miramar Rangers? Uh, I know that you're close to football, so people tend to be a- about the football anyway. But have you have you noticed more pe- maybe non-football people, are starting to talk to you about this coming up now that it's in the news? Yeah, like
1: it's the massive buzz around. Obviously, you know the draws. The draws come out for the for the World Cup, so. You know everyone's everyone's gearing up for you know especially in wellington you know we've got we've got some pretty you know big teams um heading to the capital and you know obviously you know dbf uh our home grounds had a bit of work done to it so um you know in and around the in the capital a few of the pitches have been um you know done up and they look really good so you know we know there's some teams that are going to be coming down here and training and They're just starting to pick up a bit of a vibe, and then you know, obviously, with the news that you you know the USA women's team were coming uh, over to New Zealand, has kind of ramped it up even more. Um, So there's there's a huge buzz around the place at the moment, Um, and obviously that news um, that news yesterday has you know set it alight again. So yeah, really exciting times for for the footballing community
0: in the nation. Yeah, very much so. Looking forward to all of that taking place in our own backyard and not too far off, Uh, Scott. We also saw uh, the Champions League group stages wrap up yesterday and uh, that that means we know who's going through to the last 16 of the Champions League. Uh, Liverpool and Napoli, uh, Porto Club, Brugge, Bayern, Inter, Spurs, Eintracht, Frankfurt, Chelsea, AC Milan, Real Madrid, Leipzig, Man City, Dortmund, and Benfica, PSG. Uh, there's some big teams not there, though. Mate, probably uh, the biggest one that is not there, not not going anywhere, is Atletico Madrid. They finished bottom of their group. Uh, no European football for them in the second half of the season. It's, you start to wonder. You're looking at that. Wonder or not, whether or not you know, there's a, it's time for a change at the top at Atletico Madrid.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting, interesting times, especially in you know that that tournament um, which you know the the european clubs hold an um, extremely high regard um you know it's uh it's, it's always interesting to see who comes through but also you know you look at the groups that you know the the teams were in it's uh it's quite interesting i think there were you know a few a couple of the groups um where the english teams finished top of their groups three of the groups like yep. chelsea spurs and man city finished top of their groups and then obviously you know liverpool um, you know, beating Napoli, who are on an unbelievable streak as well. So you, you know, you, you kind of fancy you know the, a couple of the English teams in and around in and around the mix. Um, but yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Napoli at the moment with the way they're playing and obviously the coach's philosophy on on football. Um, although they lost to Liverpool, yeah, I think it's quite hard to to count um, Napoli out of you know taking this all the way.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think so. They're looking really good. They've uh, they've got some players, some interesting players. Of course, uh, uh, the Georgian Maradona, um, you know, <laughs> Caradona as they call him because no one can pronounce his name, um, has been a, yeah. has, has been somebody that's really flagged up. I think I think for Napoli, uh, interesting. I uh, I got some uh, some friends who and don't think any any less of me for this Scott, but I've got some friends who are big Chelsea fans, um, and oh. they 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 were uh, uh, a little bit disappointed in Graham Potter, uh, the new the new Chelsea boss, because they had a game against Dynamo Zagreb, effectively a dead rubber. They'd won the group, um, but he played Ben Chilwell and, and Mason Mouth for the full ninety in that game. Uh, when he could have played the kids because they have Arsenal this weekend in the Premier League. Uh, Chilwell picked up a yeah. hamstring injury. Looks like he's out of the World Cup. Uh, uh, Reese James are already without. So I mean, uh, yeah, uh, you got to question, I, I guess, some of the management of his squad, don't you, from Potter in that game? Uh,
1: yeah, I think it's it's always um, you know football's about opinions, and we you know we're on the outside and we're we're kind of guessing what's going on, and you know hindsight is a is a wonderful thing and, you know, potentially, you know, not playing chill well, you know, or Mount in that game. And, you know, it's kind of a dead rubber game. You can, you can play other players, but at the same time, like, you know, you know, Graham Potter's got his own, his own thoughts around what, you know, what he could have done or what, what he needs to do. And, you know, I'm a big, big believer of um, you know always playing my strongest team because I'm a big, big believer of momentum. Um, so maybe he felt that momentum going into the into the Arsenal game was you know what he needed to do. Um, you know, I've I've watched Chelsea since um, you know Graham Potter's arrived, and you know obviously it was it wasn't great that he lost to his old club right, in the um, you know a few days ago they got walloped by his old club. Um, but yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan of Graham Potter. Um, you know, uh, an English coach coming through through the ranks. Um, uh, obviously, you know, with a with a university team to start off with. Um, there's actually a lad in, in New Zealand um, who who was the drag Canterbury Dragons coach, who who did actually work with Graham Potter um, at the university and in, in, in a club team in lower leagues in England. And you know, talking to Lee Padmore, who who worked with him, is um, you know he's got some great great stories and insights as to Graham Potter, and yeah, look, I'm sure he's going to be a hit at Chelsea. Um, it's just going to take a little bit of, a little bit of time um, for him, but yeah, look, I think it's always easy on the outside to to question um, you know people in the in the arena of what they're doing. Um,
0: But, yeah, I'm quite surprised you got some Chelsea, mate. Mate, me too. Me too at times. It has to be said. Yeah, I I mean, like, this guy's been, he's recently been back to the UK, watched Chelsea at United, uh, watched a couple of other games, and said, you know, considering Graham Potter hasn't had a transfer window, um, which I think is something, you know, and that Todd Bowley's given him a five-year deal, uh, the, you know, what he's telling me about what he's hearing from guys that know their stuff, I mean, Chelsea fans for a long time, they reckon Potter's going to be gone by Christmas, which I, I find hard to believe. But it's um, you know they're basically saying that they've been a shambles, even though they've been getting some results. They haven't been playing great football, and then they got done by Brighton. He thinks they're going to get walloped by Arsenal and probably by Newcastle in their last two games ahead of the World Cup.
1: Yeah, I think the um, I think they're two really difficult games as well. Um, obviously, Arteta's. You know, stamped his authority over the, you know, the culture and environment and the way he wants football to be played at Arsenal, and you know, they're they are quite a force at the moment. Although, you know, a couple of clubs have gone uh, gone toe to toe with them. I think I think they lost to United, and United were really good that day against Arsenal. And you know, I am I am obviously a, an English uh, an English coach as well, and watching you know Eddie Howe do. Do the things that he's doing at Newcastle? Yes, okay, they've got you know a, a load of money and they're very fortunate financially. And he's had a he's had a couple of windows where he's been able to bring players in, but he hasn't bought in. Um, you know, like the changes that you thought that Newcastle were going to make. You know, I remember when Abramovich first came into Chelsea, and obviously the you know the City Group in at in Man City, the the wholesale changes they made at the club. You know, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars pumped into those teams. Eddie Howe hasn't gone about his business that way. Um, he's bought in um, players that obviously he needed to do for, you know, last season to get him over the line. Obviously, with Chris Wood coming in, you know, there was a little bit of, you know, heat around that one because you know, obviously Chris Wood was a was at Burnley and they were fighting relegation, and he's you know, taken a, a good striker away and that worked for Eddie Eddie Howard, Newcastle and now, you know, especially at home, like Newcastle are, you know, a really, really good team. Um so it's gonna be hard for Graham Potter at Chelsea to get over the line in those two games, um, purely because of um the the trajectory that that those two clubs are on. But um look, it's football, um Chelsea, you know, have a history of Hiring and sacking very quickly um, at, at the club, so yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting time for Graham. But you know, as a coach myself, you you just want the ability to have some time with the group. Um, but unfortunately, business is business, and as a football coach, you don't have time in England. Um, you either win or you lose, uh, and if you lose, you don't
0: Yeah. That feels very much how it is. Uh, I mean, on that then, what about Jurgen Klopp uh, at Liverpool? Obviously, he he has got a lot of credit in the bank uh, at Anfield because of what he's done. Uh, but historically, he does have the seven-year itch. You know, it happened at Mines where they fell off a cliff for the seventh season. Happened at Dortmund as well. Uh, this is the seventh season at Liverpool. And, you know, in the, in the Premier League particularly, um, not so much Champions League, but Premier League particularly, they are looking pretty vulnerable, aren't they?
1: yeah they are There's, um you know there's there's a lot of talk out there that people know that other teams know how to play against liverpool and and things like that but look they are they are losing by fine margins i did watch a, um an interview with james milner um prior to their 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 napoli game um the one they just played not the one where they got absolutely annihilated in naples but he was saying there was you know there's elements of luck. Um, you know it does fall your way. Sometimes it doesn't fall your way. Um, when you've got momentum and lucks on your side, you know you steamroll teams and you go over the top of them. But when it's not, when it's not going your way, then um, you know things do go against you um, more often than not. And you know I've I've watched Liverpool because look, I I like the way you know clock. Um, explained his his philosophy and his style and it was heavy metal um, and you know you watch Liverpool and you see that in the way that they they press and they chase and they, they run everywhere and you know you're watching them and I've watched them a lot and you know they are dominating a lot of games um, with the ball they just look really really vulnerable um, on the counter um, and that's that's their issue at the moment but at the same time you know have they replaced Mane, I don't think they have. You know, Firmino didn't really feature last year too much. Now he seems to be, you know, the focal point of what they do. Does Salah need a Mane to compete with with goals? So he knows he needs to score over twenty, and he needs to score most games to, you know, have that competition within the team that him and Mane kind of had. I, I'm not sure that you know they've replaced the top line with with you know with with what they lost, and I think that. That's hurting them, um, and let's be honest, it is a it is a aged team as yeah. well. You know, you do have Henderson in there, you do have Milner in there, in the midfield, especially Thiago when he's fit. You know, he pulls the strings, but you know they are kind of coming to the end of probably the cycle with with the club. Whether that's the players or the coach is is probably the owner's decision, but you, you, you do sense. Something needs to change at Liverpool, Um, and that's just
0: that's just my opinion. Obviously, I'd be keen to get as a coach get your thoughts on Trent Alexander Arnold as well. I mean, he's a player who's been so important to them. In fact, he and Robertson have been like dual dual playmakers. You know, which you know the the fullback position has become a playmaker position. Uh, But teams have really found him out, and his defensive liability has really come to the fore this season. We have seen it played out before, but not to the extent we've seen this season. I mean, if you're Jurgen Klopp or in Jurgen Klopp's shoes. I mean, what's the answer there? I, I often look at who they've got because I think they've, they have a real lack of depth in midfield, and think they might actually be better going to a, you know, a three-four-three three and having someone like a Gomez playing as a, a right-sided centre back who can cover in behind and it gives them a bit more uh, uh, freedom to get forward.
1: Yeah, they've obviously tweaked, um, you know, the way they the, the way they play and their system slightly. Um, you know, heading into the Naples game, uh, the Napoli game, obviously, you know, Klopp did say um, in the interview with with someone, you know, like, are you going to stick, you know, you've gone back to your traditional 4-3-3. Um, you know, they do play, obviously, when you watch them, they do play slightly um, squiffed, slightly lopsided. Um, it's interesting when, you know, you know, you know, reporters do talk to Klopp around, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold. And, you know, obviously, as a coach, you always stand up for your player and you back your player in front of the press because, you know, that's that's something that you, you know, you must always do because it's the right thing by the player. But, you know, uh, it, it would be interesting to, you know, hear Klopp, um, um, you know, or get an understanding of what he wants Alexander to do, especially on that side, because, you know, Robertson and Sinekas do bomb up and down on the left. But you always find that when... Opposition teams break on Liverpool's right-hand side. Then Trent Alexander-Arnold is actually usually one of the first lines of pressure as a right fullback. And I don't know whether he's he's been asked to do that or that's what Klopp wants. And you know you do you do see a lot of the time with Salah on the ball. You know they do get Trent Alexander in and around, um, whether he's inverted or they bring Henderson over and they do play with three over on that side with a midfielder. Um, when it's on the left, they don't usually do that. They usually bring one of the one of the forwards in with Robertson to play quickly on the side. So, I don't know. It's it's a it's a style of play that Klopp's obviously you know keen on, and and he sees Trent Alexander as being more of a player that plays higher up the pitch, and maybe he's happy with the fact that you know he's he is all about entertainment, Klopp. So you know he would love. You can see him when the games are. You know, there's the high tempo, and you know Liverpool win three-two. I think he much prefers a three-two game to a one-nil game, purely because he loves entertainment. So, I don't know whether that's something that he's he, he's instilled in the group that Trent is the first line of pressure when there's a when there's a counter attack on. Like, I I don't know, but you know, for me, your first role as a defender is to defend, um, and Trent has been exposed, you know, badly this year on. On you know the the mentality side of defending, or you know needs to understand where he needs to be at certain times. But I'm not Klopp, and I don't know what he asked Trent to do. Um, and it could be something that we
0: go, oh, okay, that makes sense mm. after yeah. after it could be a hindsight thing. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to have to see how that plays out, mate. Uh, the other thing that we're seeing is, uh, of course, they're having to concertina a bunch of games into a shorter period of time because we have this. Mid season World Cup for the very first time. Um, and I imagine that it's probably, you know, uh, had these knock on effects because we had a, a shorter off season, so players had less time to rest and recover. Uh, then they've had to bang in ex- extra games before the World Cup, and we're seeing a lot more injuries. I mean, uh, you know, Chelsea, for example, have lost Chilwell. Uh, Reece James as well, who would probably have been England's two starting fullbacks. Uh, both look like they're going to miss the tournament. Angola Kanté and Paul Pogba for France are going to miss the yeah. tournament. Uh, Son Hyun Min from Spurs, uh, he's had to have surgery after that ankle injury, so he's going to be missing from South, for, for South Korea, which is massive for them. Um, there's there's a lot of players that aren't going to be at this World Cup, and I see now some of the international managers are trying to put pressure on uh, teams in Europe, Premier League, and La Liga, etc. To rest players earlier than they need to, but it 's not going to happen, is it with uh, you know still two games in the Premier League and a Le- round of league cup action still to happen before uh, that break
1: uh, yeah look it's it 's a, a grueling time for for players, um, obviously you know the leading from even you know last season moving through, and then you know there was a, there was a competition for you know like the European clo- um, you know, national teams there was a competition that they were part of as well, which obviously dragged over into pre-season and into the season and the international windows. And, you know, it is quite sad when, you know, you are watching Premier League games and players are having to come off. You know, I think, you know, Saka's is another one um, mm. with his ankle at Arsenal. Mm. He had to come off. Um, the, the, the Man United centre-back, Varane obviously came off against Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, and obviously it was. He was very upset um, because, you know, they know what's just round the corner and, you know, it must be really hard for a, for a, for a national team manager to you know be observing players that you really don't want to get injured and they're playing but at the same time you know as a as a club and a, a club coach you know you've got you've got you know requirements you've got to meet for your club so to make sure that you can you know win the league or avoid relegation or you know make champions league or europa for next season so you know it's it's a pretty grueling time for the players and i think um, that's you know, first and foremost, that jumps into my mind straight away. It's like, well, what, you know, what do we need to do for the players to make sure that they're being looked after? And look, the amount of money now involved, and and staffing, and you know, facilities, and the ability to look after players' well-being—not just physically, but from a from a mental state as well. It's um, you know, it's a grueling time for players, and you know, you just hope, but you kind of know that you know a lot of the clubs will be looking after their players. Physically, mentally, um, knowing that there is, um, you know, a World Cup just around the corner, which you know really takes time. But I you think know,
0: players are are relatively tired leading into the World Cup. I thought you'd gone through the Victoria Tunnel there for a moment, Scott. We sort of lost you, but you're back. You're back. It's good stuff, mate. Hey, listen, thanks very much for coming on today, mate, and having a chat. Uh, Great to get your thoughts on the Champions League, on the US Women coming down here, and, of course, the World Cup as well, mate. Uh, Best of luck for the rest of the National League season, eh? Cheers, mate. Thank you. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset.